My name's Mel Herbert, and he's Tom Wolfson. We're going to be talking about the cars, the batteries, the solar panel, the stock price, the man, the myth. We're going to be talking about everything Tesla. Why? Because we're... Talking. 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 Talking Tesla. Hey, peeps, before we begin this episode, I want to tell you about another show that uh, our company puts on. It's about to go live really soon, March 1st, but there's a teaser up, and it's called Shabam. It's a science show for kids and families, and it's really to get kids excited about science, and we've put a lot of effort into this thing. It's really pretty spectacular, if you ask me, and I'm biased, of course. Google's given us a little money to fund it, and we'd love it if you would go over and listen to the teaser and rate it and subscribe on iTunes, because we really want to have a big splash. So if you like Talking Tesla, you will love Shabam. It's a very different style. It's a very produced show but I really think you're going to enjoy it when you're driving around with your family and your Tesla. So um, so go to the show notes and uh, click the link there or just go to Shabam, S-H-A-B-A-M in iTunes and uh, take a listen. In fact, here's the teaser right now. Okay, Mel is recording. Oh, I'm recording. Oh, ha-ha. You think I would forget something that important? <laughs> well, you know. I... Really? <laughs> Not going to happen. Here we go. Hey everyone, this is the teaser trailer preview introduction thingy for our new science podcast called Shabam. I'm Josh Kurz. I'm Mel Hubbard. I'm Wendy Ritterweiss. We're the hosts of the show, and usually in these preview episodes, there's an explanation of what the show is about, and then they play some clips to get everyone excited. Well, it's a science show, and here's how it's going to work. Each season will pick a theme. Then we'll create a fictional story with fictional characters around that theme as a way of exploring different ideas in science. Season one's theme is zombies. Wait, is she talking to us? Yes, I am. Dad, the lady's talking to us. That's right. We're going to drop you guys in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. Wait. What? What? That sounds horrible. What's We're wrong with you people? Yeah, yeah. And their story of survival will allow us to explore other topics like... We have jobs. Dude, yeah, fictional jobs. And plans. And fictional plans. Listen. You may be asking, what will you guys be talking about? Well, everything we human beings do has a beginning in our brain. Airplanes. Got to the point where he said, okay, you're dead. Cell phones, Paul Revere, so much stuff. Now, after hearing that, you might have some questions like... Will there be experts? Dr. Ali Khan, Dean I'm of Joyce the is William Moss. My I'm name is Salima Ikram. I'm an emergency physician. Professor of early American history at Professor Harvard. of epidemiology. I teach Egyptology. We recently uh, raised a bunch of baby squirrels at our house. Will there be silly songs? Your brain is great, and that's no lie. But it don't always steer you right. Yes. What does this have to do with zombies? Exactly. The only way to find out how it all fits together is to listen. So subscribe to Shabam and never be bored. Did you get all that? Wow. Yeah. Never be bored ever again in my entire lifetime if I subscribe to Shabam. Wow, you guys... That's hyperbolic. I'm not getting dropped into the middle of no zombie apocalypse. I'm yeah, glad I'm not on that show. No one wants to hear me anyways. It's all sciencey and factual. <laughs> no, that's not that why is Tom not, is in That the is house. not my jam, he which is, is why I get to be on the show of, of record for Tesla. Show of record. Stop right now, Tom. No, Stop no, right this second. I'm not stopping. You can't make me. How much is that? Where is, first of all... Where is your Tesla, for goodness sake? It just keeps, like, we get very, they don't call you. 
all you get are different status updates on your website. Like if you're in your car, right? They yeah. give you a status update because you can read it on your little screen. Yeah. We don't have that little screen. So we have to log in to teslamotors.com, now tesla.com, which redirects to teslamotors.com. Of course, they bought it from some dude. Did, is there a disclosed fee? No. So they didn't have tesla.com. No. Some guy bought it years ago because he was, mm-hmm. a, he was a Tesla friend, not a Tesla Nikolai Tesla. And he bought tesla.com. Uh-huh. They bought it. But they didn't say. Yeah, I much. wish we would have bought it. Dang straight going. <laughs> uh, so you just you have to log in and you get different status updates. It's like shit in transit, not in transit. They will contact. The last one we got was they will contact you to discuss payment. I don't know what that means. That means Does that mean it's page. in Van Nuys? I mean, we've given them a lot of money already. Really? What is their pr- – no, we haven't actually. I'm going to get you a Tesla for 500 What? Bucks. No, you're you not. You spent fifty or no. 60000 on no. your secondhand Tesla. 50000 Come on. Get, I, get accurate. I'm going to give one for 500 That's not even possible. It's a Tesla. Now, did you steal it? Did you no? steal it? Are you on the lamb from real. the man? It's real. What is Absolutely it? Absolutely How real. real is it? Is it Here made is. by Tesla? Sort of. It's in conjunction with Tesla. Remember when you were a kid and you so wanted a little electric car to drive around your house? I had one when my kids were kids. There you go. Well, a little now, Jeep. It was a Jeep, four-wheel drive. Those things are the bomb. I never had one as a kid, but uh, you know, in the last few years I've had friends who have them and their kids are driving around these things and all I wanted was to have one of those. Now you can, 500 bucks, you can get a radio flyer that is a Model S. And I can't decide. L- here, listen to the video. Introducing the Tesla Model S for kids, the first and only kids ride-on to use flight-speed lithium-ion technology. Created by Radial Flyer in collaboration with Tesla, the beautiful design features working headlights, turbine rims, and a premium paint finish with authentic Model S colors. The Model S for kids is powered by flight-speed lithium-ion technology to provide more playtime than any competitive product. Traditional lead-acid batteries need to charge overnight, but flight-speed lithium-ion batteries charge in as little as three hours for three times the play per day. Plug in your Model S for kids just like a full-size Tesla or charge outside the car. Extend play by charging spare batteries while another is in use. Recreate the ultimate Tesla experience with a car cover designed to perfectly fit your Model S for kids. Control max speed with two settings, 3 miles per hour for beginners or 6 miles per hour for advanced drivers. The superior design and technology of the Model S for kids makes this the best kids ride. The long-lasting charge and the high-powered speed ensure hours of fun. Design your car with customizable features like a personalized license plate for a truly unique ride. Load up the frunk. Plug your music player into the sound system and you're ready to roll. The Tesla Model S for Kids by Radio Flyer. The exhilarating performance of a Tesla adapted for kids. Customize yours exclusively on RadioFlyer.com. Now, I can't decide, Tom, if this is the greatest thing ever in the history of the world. It's a little baby Tesla you uh-huh. drive around, or it's the end of human civilization as I know it. Really? Let me ask you this. Is there any possibility it's somewhere in the goddamn middle, Herbert? Why are you so black and white? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? I the end of civilization, yes. greatest thing ever. I don't so, know. like, there's sliced bread. No. There's clean running water inside people's homes. No, I don't think there's, you understand. There's executions of millions and millions of people. Like, 
And somewhere on the end of one of those is this stupid electric toy. No, in these political times, Tom, we have to speak in absolutes. <laughs> All right? So I'm saying – Did you caucus in Nevada? End, end of civilization. Is <laughs> okay. And actually, I went on and I configured it as yeah. expensive as possible. Got all the bells and whistles. like because that's what Like we you do. would for a Tesla. Yeah. So a fully configured Tesla, you know, like the real Tesla, Model S, fully configured is like $145,000. A fully configured radio flyer Tesla – Yeah. Seven hundred and fifty. Ooh, better deal. That's that's awesome. So you got the one where that'll go six miles an hour. You got six the extended range. I'm yeah. assuming you got, got the car battery. cover. Got the car. Oh, cover. you got an extra battery got too. Extra. That's pretty sweet. So the play can go on and on that's and on. So great. There's only one little downside to this little Tesla. What is it? You can't fit in it. I can't fit in it. You certainly can't fit. <laughs> in it. I can't fit in it, sir. You've got to be a little. How little? Small. Can we sit on top of it? Probably. Can we jerry-rig it? I just so want to it hold one. us? I so want to buy one of these just to have a picture of it. On my way over, I was thinking Dang. we should get one. We should put a rack on top of the X and <laughs> hey. wrap it with the talking <laughs> Tesla logo and just drive around town with a like a little mini uh, S on top okay. of your X. Well, that's a good idea. <laughs> that is a great idea. Now, if it had autopilot features... The one, then I'd get one. So I'd, I'd have it drive around and follow me as I go for a walk. And so, the one question cool. that I have about it is, are we going to have to wait as long to get that one delivered as we yeah. are the actual Tesla they, they when say, they first came out? Yeah, they say it's going to be out in May. So if they're like Tesla, that'll be May next year. <laughs> they're on. Maybe. They're like really trying to like manufacture that Tesla experience. They're like, you pay us. Yeah. We're going to sit on your money for a really long time, yep. and you may or may not get one in May. You're going to get invited to a little tiny event, though. Small event. A very, very tiny Very event small event. With little tiny cups of alcohol. Oh, <laughs> very tiny burgers. <laughs> They'll be like Cheetos and juice boxes. And now, uh, here's the real revelation. All right. It turns out that um, this is actually the Model 3. Oh, wow. So it's a lot cheaper than $30,000. A lot cheaper. came in under the $30,000, but uh, also a lot slower, not so much rage, and very tidy. Let's talk about the Merchants of Doubt Amendment. I want to talk about this. Congress? Yeah. They're the the Merchants of Doubt, are they not? The Merchants of Doubt. So this uh, name, I don't know exactly where it comes from. There was a book by the same name, which is about how in the last sort of 30 or 40 years, more than that maybe even, um, Large industries have gotten very good at sowing doubt where no doubt really exists. Fossil fuels. Everything. So these two guys, uh, these uh, senators Whitehouse, Markey, and Schatz, co-sponsored a Merchant of Doubt amendment to the energy bill that was just recently passed by Congress. I think this was kind of a cool thing, amendment. It's it's a great amendment. It says uh, the amendment expressed Congress's disapproval of the use of industry-funded Think tanks and misinformation tactics aimed at sowing doubt about climate change, and of course it didn't pass. But they basically wanted to say ExxonMobil, with all your think tanky stuff about <laughs> creating doubt, uh, you should stop doing it. Is this what it? Is this what the actual amendment said? Like, was there a law that was going to go along with it, or was it like there was an actual Congress law. was like, we disapprove. <laughs> exactly. Like that's all it was. It was like uh, your dad being like, you know what? I'm just very, I'm very disappointed in you for continuing to express uh, publicly that smoking is good for you, smoking people, or that gas is not destroying our environment, uh, destroyers of environment, people. And I, the reason you do stuff like this is simply to get it in the newspaper and have people talk about it. What? Which you, we oh just Oh, my did. God. It totally worked. So let's be very clear about uh, what industries uh, have done traditionally and are doing currently. 
It's all the good ones, all the ones you'd think are doing really good things for people. Yeah. So if you, uh, you know, if you've got a thing like uh, cigarettes, let's say you're a cigarette maker. Let's just say it's like the 1950s, 1960s. Oh yeah. And you realize in your own studies. That cigarette smoking is really bad, is associated with COPD and lung cancer. Hey, Bob, we're really, we're really screwing this <laughs> shit up. These cigarettes are terrible. We should tell the people to stop smoking because they're gonna die. That was really, really <laughs> very good. Um, so, uh, what you do is you say, "Look, we're gonna lose a lot of market share here. People are gonna stop smoking. We're gonna lose money." So instead of saying. Uh, cigarettes are bad, you should know about that public. What you do is you misinform the public. You start up these think tanks, these research institutions, which spread doubt where there really is no doubt, right. so that then politicians can quote that stuff that you're already funding, and you create this whole environment where people don't know what's the real science. It's barely worse than walking around in normal uh, atmosphere smoking right. cigarettes, it's right? Fine. And secondhand smoking, that's not dangerous at all. There's been no evidence except for this evidence that proves that things are killing people. Uh, that's kind of what they did. So now this has become an industry standard. They did it for lead. Mm -hmm. They did it for lead in petrol. They did it for acid rain. They did it for the ozone hole. They did it for smoking. Now they're doing it for global <laughs> the warming. ozone hole. I love the ozone. So that was a hydrofluorocarbons exactly. in, in hairspray, which I really miss, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I, I like you have to have I like to have the big hair thing in the eighties. So I'm just saying, here we go again. Industry's done this before, they're doing it again. ExxonMobil and your favorite friends, the Koch oh, brothers. Oh, they're my buddies. Koch, the I like Koch to, brothers. Yeah, I like to call a them the very, Koch brothers. A very large private organization. And one of the Koch brothers, there was a quote from one of the Koch brothers that said, this company will go public over my dead body. Oh, <laughs> if only. It. Now, it's not Coke as in Coca-Cola. These brothers no. who are very right wing have made billions of dollars out of the petrochemical Industry. Some people have on lots the, of fossil fuels. They have lots of chemicals. Some people on the right wing are like, "Holy crap! What are the Cokes doing all the way out there? They're much more farther right <laughs> I mean, than I'm, we are." I'm a conservative. <laughs> those guys are out of Pluto. They're gone. So they have uh, said, and this was um, initially uh, in Huffington, Huffington Post, that they're going to spend ten million dollars attacking electric cars and their subsidies because they don't want electric cars to take off. They're a little scared, which is good news, I guess. They found that money in their couch cushions, yeah, by the way, those bastards. Nothing. So Elon tweeted, sigh, and then a link to the Huffington uh, Post <laughs> uh, article. It was a sigh with an exclamation point. Now, you want to say a little thing about uh, these subsidies. We've talked about them before, but let's go into it again. So, so these cocoa bitches, let's <laughs> call them. Thank you. Let's call them that. These coke bitches have $115 billion in annual revenue. So they decided they were going to fund to sell everybody how bad electric vehicles are because, well, they have a little skin in the fossil f***ing fuel game. Jeez. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> they're so they're going to put $10 million into something that currently has 1% of the market and by all estimations might potentially have 5% of the market in 10 more years. What the F, Koch brothers? Seriously, get a grip on yourselves. Well, Tom's rant went for quite a while, but he basically summarized it in this way. There is a huge amount of subsidies that goes into the oil and gas industry. Why don't you talk about that, Koch brothers? Why are you trying to destroy a clean future because you just want to make today's profits? How about you actually change your companies 
and get into renewables instead of just doing what everybody seems to do. Well, not everybody, but so many people do is that they hold on to the old technology because that's where the profit is right now. Come on, enough already. Can we just call this out and say, please, you're screwing with terraforming an entire planet. Could we stop this now, please? Could we stop this? And the level of subsidy to the oil and gas industry is absolutely astounding. It is in the billions of dollars. And if you count in the polluting effects and the fact that we're not really counting the cost of burning fossil fuels, if you count that in, then the IMF and other groups have suggested that the worldwide subsidies is somewhere around $5 trillion, maybe $1 trillion just in the US alone. So, okay, enough. We should take away all the federal subsidies we give to the oil and gas industry and give it to clean tech. And we could turn this thing around so fast. Don't get me. St- Tom, you made me angry. They are freaking dirty. These people have polluted for years and years and years. These guys have poisoned your shit. Yes. Wake up. They are the caricature of the 19th century evil overlord oh, capitalist. Yeah. Yeah, they are just a caricature of these But guys. even those people were doing some good. The Rockefellers gave us Rockefeller Center and the Rockettes. That's the best you got. <laughs> Do like the rockets. I mean, yeah, come on. Who doesn't like a good rocket Christmas special Look, with the high kicking and the. I, I want to talk to uh, fossil fuels. You talk to light. I'm oh my God. You're going to talk to fossil fuels? Oh, please do. This is fossil, fun. Fossil fuels. Thank you. I mean, I really want to say thank you. You've been great to us. We've developed entire economies. The entire Western world has been based on burning you. Thank you. But you know what? It turns out you're a little dirty, you're a little polluting, and you're kind of destroying the planet. Thank you, but I need to go away now and stop burning you and stop using you, all right? Fossil fuels, thanks for all you've done, but our relationship is over. Not right now. No. We're going to transition away. Yeah. We're going to get along. We're going to take care of you for a few more years. We'll still use it. We'll make some plastics out of you and stuff. Yeah. We like plastics. But but it's over, all right? Yeah. See ya. It's over. You can't. Thanks, though. Gosh, it has been a good time together the last hundred years. Yeah, we we don't need you to run our cars anymore. We're done. Thanks, fossil fuels. We love you. See you. I'm holding up my hand in a, in a heart shape. <laughs> That's for you, fossil fuel. Thanks. But let's move on. Okay. All right. You're so angry. Let's I'm talk about your angry, SUV. But maybe let's I am. Talk with Russell Richards, who sent us a letter all the way from it's Australia. Rickards, I believe. Oh, Rickards. Hey, Russell, you got a weird name. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's an Aussie, though. Very nice. We can talk to each other like that because we speak Australian. And uh, look, he said he's loving the show. It's all good. Um, problem uh, in Australia is that the infrastructure, the charging infrastructure is terrible. And I got to tell you, as an Australian, was just there visiting my people just a few months ago. The charging infrastructure in that country is absolutely useless. You know what you people should do? Get more people. Seriously, the country country is empty. You have a whole entire continent. You people have an yeah. entire continent. It's about the same size as the continental US. Right. There's 23 million people on it. Yeah. On the whole continent. Yeah. Right? There's not a lot of us. We've got... 18 million people in Los Angeles. You got too many. So my guess is per capita, your charging infrastructure is probably pretty good. It's just that your freaking country is ginormous. There's nothing. No. No, it's bad. Yeah. And all, but you know, here's the, the misnomer. Everybody lives up the little thin edges in Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, over in Perth. We live on the edges because you know it's in the middle of Australia? Uh, hell. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it is a wasteland, Mad Max. wasteland of Mad Maxians. You know what they should put? You know how you got to put a giant solar array that's like 100 miles by 100 miles and you can get all the energy you need for the uh-huh. whole world? They should put it in the middle of Australia. 
They should put one a thousand miles by a thousand miles. Australia could power the world. That could be their new slogan. Australia, we power the world. So he says a couple of things, and one of the things is interesting. Fun <laughs> nothing, fact: the Chevy. For that. No, the Chevy Bolt was designed in Melbourne, Australia. And they should have called it the Holden Bolt because in Australia, Chevy's called Holden, whatever. Yeah, I'm sure Chevy was all over there. Um, But as usual, Australia gets a half-baked version at twice the price two years later, which is how it always is. Cars in Australia are very expensive, super expensive, and we don't get the good stuff for years after. My brother bought an S. We got to ship them there, bro. Yeah, well, they used to make them there, but I think they just closed the last manufacturing plant in Australia last year. My brother bought an S. Yeah. You know, fairly well decked out, but not completely well decked out. You know, nice little S. Yeah. You know how much it cost him in Australian dollars? Over two million. No, over two hundred thousand dollars. Two hundred thousand Australian dollars. How many American dollars is that? Do you know? Seventy uh, percent is like one hundred eighty thousand dollars American. Something crazy like so expensive. He and must there's, really like the S. There's one supercharger now. They're building it up the coast, so you'll be able to drive yeah. to Sydney, Melbourne, Sydney, and Brisbane. But, but your brother's off the grid, so he's just charging it off his panels. Nah, other brother. That? That's other oh, brother. That's the other brother. Other oh. brother. Now, anyway, oh, finally. Uh, Russell says this, you know, Tom, you keep talking about your RAV4. Um, he wants to do some experiments <laughs> with your RAV4. He wants to jack no. this up, go Tim the tool man on it, and get some he extra cannot. batteries and range. Let's do it. You Let's know do what a little I say home to you, Russell and project. Mel? Go. Hell no. You stay away from my RAV4. That's my baby. It's parked out front. At least until the warranty runs out, and then let's go at it. Let's just see what happens. I think uh, part of the problem here is that you've made it seem like the Rav Four is a piece of piss. Here's some audio. I, I don't understand that. Okay, I don't understand why people say that. You're you're the second person this week who has said that right. to me. I don't think it's a piece of piss. I'm actually, as I've been now driving it exclusively for the last four or five months, I think it's a perfect car for my needs for my commuter needs every single day i drive it about 40 or 50 miles i charge it here and there a lot more people know a lot more about the technical part about conditioning the batteries and stuff like that but that car is really good do i wish it had more range absolutely i do is it fine again for 95 percent of what i do yes it is and F you all. I'm getting a Tesla. I have no more range anxiety. (laughs) I'm not the only person who've had this. Here's our friend Rob Orman, audio taken from your car. Let's go. Tom's always talking about his RAV4 on the show, and now I'm visiting L.A. I'm getting to check it out in person, and it's actually not one of the old crappy RAV4s. It's one of the new ones, and it is beautiful. Now I'm opening the door. He's got some big electric display here. It almost it almost looks like a Tesla, but in miniature. So this car is really quiet. It must be pure electric. It's pure electric. Yeah, it's pure solid chocolatey goodness. This car is about to start. Oh, oh it's already started. Oh, it's it, on. This car is on. It's going zero miles per hour. It's going zero miles per hour, and ready? I can't hear a thing. Here we go. All right, we're gonna feel the torque. Here we go. Woo, we just spun out. I'm getting pushed against the seat. Oh, okay, we're coming to a stoplight. It's got a lot more powerful than the gas version. Yeah, it is, uh, when it's wet, it has very poor traction. This car. Yeah, we did. We spun out a little bit. <laughs> very poor traction. Coming around curves and stuff, it's very loose. It gets very loose. It's not, like, grippy like a Tesla. So there you go, Tom. Even Rob now understands, as a listener, that this <laughs> is a great car. All right, listeners. Let Let's me tell clear. you, I love my car. I wish it had more range. I'm glad it's electric. I wish Toyota was still making them. They are not. That's all I have to say. Okay, I mean, we're gonna, I, I we're can't gonna move be on. any more clear than that. 
You like your RAV4 electric? What was stunning to me is that you've put 40,000 miles on that thing in two years. Boom! That's right, you buddy. You are driving 40, 000, the crap out of yeah, that Yeah, and that's only like local commuting. That's at 100 miles a clip, bro. Like I am really pouring it on. That should prove to you people that it's a, a fine car. It looks like the day I drove it off the lot except for a little ding in the back that I don't know where that came from. Yeah. Now, I wanted to know because I love to do this math stuff. You're going to make fun of me. Do you remember the parts of the show where we say you were told there would be no math and now you're saying you love to do math? Does you're, anybody remember like where Jekyll that comes from? and freaking Hyde. Does anybody remember where that comes from? I, I was told there'd I mean, be I no remember. math. Saturday yeah, let's, let's edit it in right here. So this is a Saturday Night Live skit from 1976 where Chevy Chase is playing Gerald Ford during the debates. Here we go. Ms. Montgomery, a question on economics. Yes, uh, Mr. President, you said that the Humphrey Hawkins bill will cost a possible $60 billion, but isn't it true that the jobs provided by the bill will create up to $150 billion in increased production? Using Walter Heller's figure that for every 1% unemployed, there is a resulting $37 billion loss in GNP. Now, at the present rate of taxation of, on GNP of 39%, doesn't this come to about the same $60 billion in increased revenue? It was my understanding that there would be no math <laughs> during the debates. <clears throat> now, I, I am prepared to answer any domestic uh, questions, perhaps something about me and Betty. <laughs> Excuse me again, my fellow Americans. All right, so... That's where that saying comes from, but there is math. Here's okay. the math. I okay. wanted to find out, because we're going to talk about uh, solar, because I'm getting some solar on uh, Grandpa's house, and uh, Tom's mad at me about it, but what are you? I'm not mad at Wait, you. We'll get to it. Wait. I wanted to know if I had one solar panel, because people ask this, me this all the time, why don't they just put a solar panel on the roof of your Tesla yeah. so that it charges while it's going? So I thought, all right, let me finally do the math on this. So if you've got a 300-watt panel, so that's a really highly efficient panel, one of the really good ones, and you had six hours of direct sunlight a day, yeah. you could produce 1,800 watts of energy per day. And uh, let's assume you didn't lose any. That would be 1.8 kilowatts a day that you could get it from that single solar panel that you strap to the top of your car and if you have an 85 kilowatt battery in your tesla which i do it would take 47 days to get a full charge from that one solar battery now if i panel. get about that one panel so if i get about 250 miles range that means that i can get about 5.5 miles a day of charge from one panel strapped to the top of my Tesla. And double that in the summer in Los Angeles. Well, no, I'm talk this is in perfect conditions, like a lot. No, but like six hours. Six hours of full get... sunlight. You All can right. go online. And, but yeah, I'm All just right. saying. Okay, no, I, I hear you. You could be like the Martian. Remember the scene from the Martian? Oh, I love that scene. Where he takes out the solar panels mm -hmm. and he lays them out there and, and he, he charges up the battery and then he drives like 50 miles and then... Does it again? You that could car do that. was cool, and it, it's all of its carbon offsets were taken away when it actually launched from Earth <laughs> exactly. for a three-mile trip to space. So I'm saying a single panel on the top of your Tesla yeah. is not, not going to work. Not going to help. Very much. So have you seen these new concept electric cars um, where they basically have solar panels all over the whole yeah. thing? It's carbon fiber. It's really light. I don't think any time soon we're going to get an, well, that's an electric those... car that can drive basically constantly on the sun. Although when they do those MIT things and they drive right, in right, Australia, right. That's what I was they're pretty jacked up. They're uh -huh. huge paddles and tiny it's little basically cars. basically a bicycle <laughs> inside and like massive solar panels all made out of like bat but, spit because it's super light. But bat on the other light. hand, 
Uh-huh. Why not drop a panel in there? I'll take five miles of range right. a day. Why not? Why not? Or I can run the air conditioner and do some stuff. Let me ask you this. Prius does it. It just sort of runs the your fans and stuff. How many days a year would that be enough for you? That's the real a question, lot. right? Like, a lot so of that's days. the real question. So if forty days a year, that's enough for you. Then, yeah. then why not? Yeah, I think it's actually a good question. We'll one day try and ask somebody at Tesla. Like Elon, they must have done the math the and go, "It's just not worth the price of admission or something." Because it would be cool, even just from a marketing point of view. Yeah, you got a couple of solar panels on the roof of your car, and it does a little bit of charging, a little trickle charge for you. I'd like that. That'd be kind of cool. Right. It's probably just not super sexy on the top of your roof, yeah, but I mean, maybe like like here's an example. Maybe the Model Three. Throw a panel on the roof of that bad boy. Yeah. Throw a panel on the roof of the hood. I think people would dig that. When I bought my um, oh, your the leaf, leaf, the leaf, it has a tiny little solar panel, at least the one I did. Yeah. And they asked the the Nissan, the head of Nissan, you know, what's that there for? And he goes, um, for show mostly. <laughs> he was very honest. See, not really that's too cool. Much. We like honest show. people who build cool cars. All right. So last time we spoke, I said, you know, I tried to get Solar City, and they still haven't called me back. They're at the Home Depot, man. I'm telling you, they're yeah. there every day. You I know. Have I emailed guys. them three times. They wouldn't get back to me. So I said, screw it. I'm going to go with SunPower. Here's the updates. I met with Ron. Ron is a good guy. He came Hi, to Ron. the house. Really good guy. And um, SunPower, you know, again, I get no money from them. No. We they get, get no money from anyone. They have, this, uh, they have this system where they have microinverters. And I want Ron to explain what a microinverter is. Here we go. Sure. Microinverters are going to make the panels work more effectively. Uh, there's shade on any of the cells in the panels. All the cells are going to continue to work uh, effectively rather than on a centralized inverter. If there's shade on any of the cells in the panel, it's going to go ahead and take out two columns of the panel itself. Uh, with the microinverters, you're going to go ahead and it's just going to be a better panel all around. So there's a microinverter on each panel? On each panel, there's a microinverter, mm-hmm. and it makes it very easy to add on more panels in the future if you need to, rather than have to uh, change out that centralized pan- uh, inverter. Pan- inverter, right? So did that make sense to you? Oh, it did. It really like it opens up a whole new world of so microinverting. He- so here's the deal. You get your solar panels on your roof. You uh-huh. sort of link them up in series, and then all that power goes down to this big inverter. You've got one at your house. Big inverter. And uh, then that gets converted to AC power, yep. and you can use it in your house. And if you're using more than your uh, house is using, you send it off to the grid. That's how you know the big, micro, the big inverters work. The downside of that, though, is if you get shading just on one panel because of the way it works yeah. – then it significantly drops the power output for all of those panels. It has to drop down to that level. So if you get a 50% shading on one panel, if it's they're all in series, for some reason that I still don't really understand, the power of all of those panels gets dropped down hugely. So a little bit of shading Is on one true? panel. Absolutely. A little bit of shading on one of the panels that's in series on that one inverter significantly drops so late, the power. So those late, late in the afternoon when I'm still getting some light but I have shade on like a corner of my thing, that significantly – Significantly drops the power. Go really I got to leave. I got some trees to cut oh, yeah. down. Microinverters fix this. Okay. So microinverter allows it – so if you've got all your panels – uh, it's inverting that power from DC to AC right on that panel by this little thing right underneath. So there's it. So an I inverter cut... on each panel? Exactly. So now if I get some shading on one panel, it doesn't affect the other. So they're much more efficient. The downside to the Do they the go down to a big inverter? Like, no. Do, they, do all those – so they just feed they're directly just their little, the They thing? just feed okay. in right there. The downside is now you have 40 inverters to break? Exactly. So that's one thing. Instead of one inverter to break, you have 40. I have another question. 
Yes. Are they replaceable on yes. each individual panel? Yes. They okay. Are. Interesting. They are more expensive, so okay. they increase the incre- the cost of the installation a bit. Not as much as they used to. They used to break a lot, and apparently this is because they were mostly built in China and they were crappy. We've seemed to have fixed that problem. And the other problem is you can't do long runs. So if your panels are a long way from your box, box then that can be a problem as well. But overall, I'm excited about it because I'm getting micro-inverters on uh, Granny's new house, Grandpa's Granny. new house. New house. And uh, I am excited. I wish I had micro-inverters in my place because I get a lot of spotty sort of uh, shading during the day. And I see that it goes from, oh, you're making 3,000 watts. The, you, you know what you should do? Just move your system over to Grandpa's house and swap put the micros on yours. Jeez, I Tell SunPower that. that you want to you swap them out. So they have big bills at uh, Gran- Granny's house. Everything's electric. Everything. Right. And so they do like 250 bucks a month. In electric charges. That does not seem high to me. I don't know. Don't, that's a lot. For me? It's, it's that's the same under, as, That's under mine. I don't what know the what's hell going. are you doing I really, at your I house? have no idea. We need to do, you know what we need to do? Like an electrical uh, survey at my home to see what the hell is happening Could over there. Could we do that? That'd be fun. We wow. should try that. We should do that. We should go to your house. Yeah. Anyway, so they're using about 250 bucks a month. I wanted a 100% replacement. Uh, it works out I need about a 14-kilowatt system. That's 26 panels and microinverters. Fully installed, $44,000. After the tax credit, though, $30,000. Yay, subsidies. Estimated savings <laughs> in the next 20 years is between twenty dollars and $75,000. So I just want to give people an idea. So this is a home that uses a lot of energy. Over 20 years? Over 20 years. That's the uh, expected uh, savings. So uh, what does this all mean to you? I think of it like this. I'm basically putting a car on the top of grandpa and grandpa's house like a radio flyer mini tesla no that's the second car we've put on top of something today (laughs) not no a real car like a thirty thousand dollar car except this this show is let's put a car on it (laughs) (laughs) i'm putting the equivalent of a car on their house but this car doesn't get tickets makes electricity for the next 30 or 40 years the downside of the car that I'm putting on the top of their roof is uh-huh. you can't actually drive it. Yeah, it's not a car. It's a solar panel. Yeah, so it's an analogy that doesn't work at all. No, but I'm just saying $30,000 is like your the price best of a car. Work, that's for sure. But that's cool. And the guy from DWP, now this is a little inside baseball, said that DWP is about to change the way they do their system here in terms of charging customers. They're going to go to a two-tiered system for everybody in residential California. The first tier is going to be sixteen cents per kilowatt hour, which they is up substantially. I'm already double tiered. And then the second tier is going to be thirty cents per kilowatt. Are they hour. getting rid of the third tier? Apparently, according to Ron, who would know, Ron, they're getting rid of the three tiers. They're just going to have two tiers: sixteen cents, which is higher than you pay for tier one right now, and tier two, thirty cents per kilowatt hour. Holy hell! I'm glad I'm getting some solar panels because my payback period just went from like seven years. Dude, if that's 30 cents per kilowatt hour, it'll be like five minutes. It'll be paid off. No, Boom. This news story is from Tesla Radio, of course. We love those guys. And uh, they're talking about the Model 3, and here are the summary points, and I want you to make some comments about them. Okay. So, Model 3, reservation set for March 31st in stores or online March 1st. You think there'll be lineups on March 31st to get your first reservations in in-store? I don't think so. 
I, I think, think people are going to wait and do it online. I think this is an interesting, interesting thing. Go ahead. Um, that reservation to get your Model 3 will cost you $1,000 down. Uno thousanditos. It was $5,000 for the S. It was $5,000 for the X. Tom did the math last episode, which is if he had to put that $5,000 into Tesla stock, he would have made 20000 I could have got a free three. <laughs> he could have almost paid That's for it. Terrible. So uh, there's no signature series in this Model 3. Is there going to be – I, I wonder if there's going to be a founder series, though. Like I don't think so. They're making it sound like, no, we're not going to play that game. Interesting. Now, Steve Hanley – who actually wrote a little story about us for Tesla Rati back in the day. So nice. thanks, Steve. Steve says that uh, depending on uh, what you configure and how you configure as to when you'll get it, so getting your $1,000 doesn't necessarily mean I'm in line and I'm number 10. Yeah. They're making it sound like in this Tesla Rati article that, uh, as always, that if you jack that thing with every possible expensive option, right. you'll get yours pretty fast. What do you think it's going to? So if they're saying starting at 35, what is your best guess at like what a Fully top jacked? of the line jack? I'm thinking 55, 60 probably. That'd be my guess also. Like probably f- all kinds of nastiness in there. It's interesting. I'm curious to see how this $1,000 reservation thing would work. I think Tesla's using it as more of a gauge of interest. I think that's what it is. To exi- know like how big to ramp up oh. and and all that other That's stuff. right. It's very it's easy to say, yeah, I put me on the reservation list. Yeah. It's different. And a thousand dollars brings it down to that group where they're trying to get here. A, a car that's twenty five to thirty five thousand dollars. I still think It'll that's be a lot of money how many. for a lot of people. The I people who can afford this car mm-hmm. are, are are gonna be hard pressed to come to give out a thousand dollars. So my guess is it's gonna be more people than the X, but it's not gonna be as many people as really are having interest in it because there's still going to be that group in middle America who's like, "Mm, I don't know. Fourth quarter earnings. Let's do this very quickly because Tom, as always, I got a little ranty. I'm sorry. (sighs) This thing is so long. You know what? Let me just announce it right now. Wait a minute. What's happening? Here's an announcement. What announcement? We have have? really resisted doing this as a weekly show. You know why? Because we're lazy. Because one, we're lazy. Very lazy. Two, I mean, we got nothing for this. We're getting nothing. We're doing it for fun. Hold on a second. What? <laughs> Tob? <laughs> oh, If you go Lord. look back in your checkbook <laughs> and your checking account at your bank, you'll probably have noticed zero entries from Talking Tesla. Oh, but I, I get paid by getting to hang out with you. Well, it, it That's is all nice. the payment I need. So we're going to move this to weekly for a while. We're going to see because there's too many stories, not enough time. Tom's too ranty. I have to edit this. It's going to suck. So I'm going to oh, have to do this every that's week. That's good for you. I'm just saying we're going to fix this. But let's keep moving here. Tesla earnings, fourth quarter. Uh, the, they've got some positive cash flow expected in the next year. They're going, to, they're going to ramp up to about eighty to 90,000 cars in the next year. They are also going to make lots of uh, Tesla batteries. And so uh, things are looking good for the cash flow in the next year. Basically, what he said is, look, we burnt a lot of cash in 2015. We don't have to burn so much cash. We're going to get positive cash flow. And uh, that's, that stock, dude, is just collapsing. A lot of people don't believe that it they can. It turned around a bit. Turned around a bit. A lot of people don't believe that they can. Uh, they can uh, make money out of this Model Three. The Model Three, everything is hinging on that puppy. Everything. I, I think, I think you're, tr- you're right. I don't think everything is hinging on it for them as a company, but for them as where they want to be, for them as a philosophy, a lot hinges on the Model Three, which is why I think they have to make it kick ass. Like, it has to be uh, yeah, gas. But I think they've learnt the lesson. I believe that he's learnt the lesson from the Model X, which is he made a ridiculous, most perfect car, so complicated. He's like, uh, that was a mistake. They're going to make a really great car that keeps the price down, that can compete with things like the Model, the BMW i3. Yeah. 
so it's you can't, be can't be too fancy. It's got to be better. Can we talk about a couple of this? I'm going to jump through we because can. we have so much other stuff. We're going to have to go back to taste, uh, SpaceX next week. Oh, we're not going to talk about SpaceX? All no, right. We'll get back cool. to it next week. Let's talk about the Model X. There's been – it's been so painful to try and find good videos and reviews of the Model X. I but found now, some good ones. But now we've got some coming oh, along here. So are, yeah. I'm particularly obsessed with – the cup holders and the storage of the Model X. I got one coming sometime. I don't know where the hell it at is. At some point. It's coming at some point. But I'm trying to find what's going on there. So Gene at Teslarati, who was a good guy. Yeah. Gene uh, uh, did a nice little review on Teslarati and it said, look, first of all, we've got uh, lots of cup holders. I saw. I counted six in the video that I watched. That's which, good. Which is one per person in a six-seat configuration. Come on, that's better than what it, it is were. in the S, which no, is it's two. Good. It's still they're in weird spots. I still think they're nice. I really like the front. So there's some YouTube videos. Yes. There's a guy named He Yoon Y O O N. He's got about seven walkthrough videos. Yes, good ones. He did a really nice job. They're not super high quality video. He's using his iPhone, but he really went into detail about all kinds of things. He went all the way through the software very deeply, went through how you close the folding third row seats, how you move the second row seats forward and backwards. He sat in the third row seat. And I'm going to tell you this. I own a car with a third row of seats, an XC90. It's a, what's that, Volvo? It's a Volvo XC90. It's still sitting in front of my house all (coughs) coughing coughing up blood, basically, but it's there. And I have a third row of seat. He got into his third row. He's 5'8", with the seats as far back as they could be, the second row of seats as far back as they could be. And he, his knees were hitting the back of the seat, but he had room. He could sit there. I could not do that in my Volvo, which is a very big car. Yeah, the frunk is significantly bigger than the S. There's a couple of videos on that, which you can see in the show notes. I just want to get my hands on this X so that I can make some videos of mine. But it looks like the internal storage of this thing is pretty good, but that's still the non-folding of the middle row. For sure they don't fold. It's upsetting. They don't fold. They just move forward. They do. Which is great for getting in and out of that third row, but... It, it is. I get that part of it. If you have the six-seat configuration, as he says in his videos, um, you can just kind of sneak through the middle part, which I really like. Look, no, we've got not. to end this. It's so long. Come we're on. gonna. It's going to start coming out weekly because we've got too much. We can't shove it all in there. So uh, a couple of last things. What things I'm going to talk about next week, I uh, put some money down for an electric bicycle. I'm going to talk about that. Oh. And uh, we're going to talk about SpaceX. Lots to talk about Virgin with SpaceX. Virgin Galactic. But... I want to finish this episode, Tom, on uh, light. I don't know if you remember, but last episode you spoke to light. I you remember did. that? I did because I did it for you. You. Sort, of, you sort of pleaded with light. Well, I got an email from light <gasps> this morning. Would you like to hear that email? Oh, I would love to hear that email. It's a voice email from light to Tom. Here, here we go. Hey, Tom, Light here. Just wanted to respond to your comments last time about how I'm fat and lazy because apparently you don't like waiting a couple hours to hear from Saturn. Well, why don't you hop into Mel's Tesla and drive there? And when you die of old age halfway between here and Mars, give me a call and I'll be there in 14 minutes. Also, I'd like to point out that uh, while I appreciate you throwing me a bone about, hey, thanks for letting us see stuff, if you got some other things like, oh, ever listen to the radio, ever talk on the cell phone, that's me. That's, that's Light. Okay? You're welcome. You like defrosting food in five minutes? You're welcome. You like getting x-rays? You're welcome. Oh, yeah. And one other small thing. You know all that shit that comes from the sun that gives you ungrateful organisms life? Yeah, that's called light. Okay? So, you're welcome for that as well. You know, the problem with you humans is that you live in these sheltered little lives in one backwards pinprick part of the universe, the nature of which you can't even begin to conceive of. There's nothing faster than me. Nothing. 
I'm sure you're aware that speed is calculated by distance over time. Well, time is my bitch. Okay? The faster you go, the more time slows down. So your speed will never be as fast as me. I'm untouchable. You got that? All right? So you think about that when you go back to your little podcast that you were able to do because you're alive, thanks to me. And the next time you have to wait 4.5 hours to get a picture from Pluto, instead of saying, man, light is fat and lazy, you should really be saying, Pluto is way the fuck out there. That's a long way away. That's pretty impressive that it only took 4.5 hours to get here. I expect a full apology. Tom. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I mean, I, <laughs> you have to say off, the light. First off, I was talking to light on your behalf. Light. And that... Each of a freaking <laughs> physical property has just torn me a new one. I thought that was pretty what funny. What the hell is wrong with it you, It was Light? my criticism of Light. You were just sort of you know, advocating for me. Right. I think Light might be pretty right. – it's fast, but Light. it might be stupid. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Stupid. I think Light has always hated me. Me and Light have never gotten along. This is not cool. I even mentioned some things about photosynthesis. You may have edited them out and made me look bad. What the hell, Herbert? You got light pissed off at me. I have. This is not good for me and my people. I'm going to get sunburns. This is not, You know what? Oh, are you going to take a bullet for me? Are you going to respond to no, Light? No, no. No. I did just call Light stupid, though. That could come back to me. Well, as always, we've gone over time. Look, we're going to have to cover some SpaceX stuff and a whole bunch of other things next week. That's right. Let's try this out. We're going to try and go weekly and see if it works. You could really help us out by going onto iTunes and giving us a rating, leaving us a comment. And also, we've got a couple of other shows that you might like. One's called This One Hurt A Bit. It's a medical show for the lay public. And we also got one called Shabam, which is coming out on March 1st, which we're super excited about. Science show for kids. So, you know, go check them all out. If you want to go to one centralized place to find all our podcasts, it's foolyboo.org. F-O-O-L-Y-B-O-O. Foolyboo.org. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, his name was Tom Wolfson. My name was Mel Herbert. And this was... Talking. 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 Talking.